is your host, Jeremy, and with Trina, as usual. What's up, Trina? What's up, Jeremy? Happy 25th episode. Can you believe it? No. (laughs) 25. Wow, that's kind of a big deal. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm a long way. The silver episode. Is that what they say when you're 25? Is it silver? When you turn 25? I forget. I think 25 is like tinfoil or something. I (laughs) I don't remember, to be honest. When did we start? What, what month was it? Was it before Rona or after? It had to be a little bit before the Rona. Yeah? I think it was about when Rona hit. So yeah. it's been a good while. Yeah. Wow. Well, congrats to you too. That's awesome. Yeah. We're famous. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't heard any of the previous episodes, make sure to go back and listen. There's some, you know, good episodes there. 25. Yeah, some interesting, interesting <laughs> stuff. And they're hopefully, hopefully interesting. <laughs> okay. So we were going to go over gymnastics or why CrossFit likes to use gymnastics in their program. So we had talked about this before numerous times, but I'm just going to touch on it again. So there's a hierarchy of development for an athlete, right? And so to not use so many words, there's stages to develop yourself at. The first thing and the most important, the base of this pyramid should be nutrition. Nutrition, I dial in to some extent, you're going to have a problem with all this, right? So anyway, that's the that's the first layer of the pyramid. The second is going to be metabolic conditioning. I'm not sure if we touched on that a lot, but I'm, I think we've mentioned it here and there. Metabolic conditioning is just cardio, but we've said also before, you can get your cardio from doing kettlebell, push-up, and box jumps. That could be your cardio for the day. I'm using air quotes because cardio doesn't have to be the standard run, get on the treadmill and do 30 minutes or get on the bike or anything like that. It can be, but we prefer sometimes to do it uh, with a higher intensity. It's the high intensity interval training. Everybody talks around HIIT training. We like to do a lot of that because you can get a lot of work done in a short amount of time. The next part is gymnastics. And I'm going to come back to that because that's what we're talking about. The next step on the pyramid, the next layer would be weightlifting, lifting heavy objects, picking them up off the ground or putting them on your back and or getting it from the ground to overhead. So weightlifting in the sense of the Olympic lifts and the powerlifting lifts. And then the last thing is sports. So all these things tied together are supposed to be able, if you have all these dialed in, you should be able to go pursue a sport. I th- I've mentioned this too before. I hate repeating myself, but I'm going to do it anyway. When I started out in uh, boxing, you know, last year or the beginning of this year, when I got there, I didn't have to work on my conditioning as much. So I got to work on the technique more. When all these other things are dialed in, the nutrition, the metabolic conditioning, the gymnastics, the weightlifting, the other parts, uh, whenever you go into, I'm not going to say you're going to be super highly skilled at it, but you can spend more time working on the skill instead of working on all the other side. Like if you don't have the win to last a three minute round with somebody, you're going to have a problem and everything's going to fall apart. If you got the wind and you can't throw a punch, well, that's something else you can work on, but at least you won't die from the cardio. (laughs) So my point is the last thing on there is sport. And we want to have you pursue other forms of fitness or other things that you're interested in. I know a lot of people like to do um, tough mutters or they get into softball or jujitsu or boxing or any of the martial arts or anything like that. And all these are going to just enhance all of those things. So enough on that. I'm going to circle back to this gymnastics. I'm just going to read coach Glassman wrote this article back in Oh two. It's called what is fitness. I refer to it all the time. And every time I read it, there's something new. It's probably only like 15 pages long, 
But just the way he says things and the way things are laid out made so much sense to me when I first heard it. So I constantly refer back to that. And, you know, I've heard people disagree, but I haven't had anybody come out and try and challenge anything he's said. They'll challenge that, you know, kipping pull-ups are bad for your shoulders, or they'll come out and challenge like, your guy isn't the fittest on earth, but they'll never put somebody up against guy or gal that claims to be fittest on earth. They say, well, that's not a good test. And, you know, I don't think they've come up with anything else. But anyway, this article covers his whole idea of what uh, fitness is all about. And I feel exactly the same way. And that's where I run the gym and the way I promote. And a lot of these, uh, well, none of these ideas are really my own. Some of the empirical things, like when I see somebody come in and they don't do good at something, like I I make up my own way to do it maybe, but most of the ideas and the way way everything's run around here is like CrossFit. So I'm going to use what he uh, described for gymnastics and I'll just start. Uh, Our use of the term gymnastics not only includes the traditional competitive sport that we have seen on TV, but all activities like climbing, yoga, calisthenics, and dance where the aim is body control. That's big. Anything you want to control, your, your, just your body. We're not talking about lifting a weight or anything else. We're just something to control your body. And I like that he added in dance in there too. And now I don't got more rhythm, but I definitely feel more able to dance I don't know if it's because I got better balance or whatever, but I was always like, oh, dancing sucks. I can't do it. I'm not, I'll never be good at it. I'm not probably any good at it now, but I don't feel just out of sorts doing it as much. And it, I, you know, I think this has a lot to do with it. But anyway, where the aim is body control, I think is big. Just your body, no external things except your body. Going back, it is within this realm of activities that we can develop extraordinary strength, especially upper body and trunk, flexibility, coordination, balance, agility, and accuracy. So all those things at the bottom of the the 10 physical skills that we talked about, those are the things that you can train. It's not something you necessarily will get a lot of exposure to in a regular gym setting. When you go to the regular 24 or go into a regular program, they're not going to really hit those things as much. Flexibility, maybe yoga, coordination, probably not, unless you're some kind of organized sport. Balance, agility, accuracy, probably not, unless you're some kind of like a professional athlete or play a specific sport, probably not going to get into that. Continue on. In fact, the traditional gymnast has no peer in terms of development of these skills. CrossFit uses short parallel bars, mats, rings, pull-up and dip bars, and a climbing rope to implement our gymnastics training. The starting place for gymnastic competency lies with the well-known calisthenic movements, pull-ups, push-ups, dips, and rope climbs. I agree with all of them, and I add in the squat. When someone comes in here, my first thought and goals is to get somebody to be able to do a push-up, an awesome push-up, not the chicken neck ones, and then a work their way uh, through through getting a pull-up, all the levels to get up to a pull-up, and the squat. All of those take longer than people think to develop. I know we can go out and we can do them, but to develop and feel like uh, be really competent at it and really do them well takes a lot of time. And then when you think you got it down, sometimes you have to go back and rebuild it. These movements need to form the core of your upper body strength work. Set goals for achieving benchmarks such as 20, 25, and 30 pull-ups, 50, 75, and 100 push-ups, 20, 30, 40, and 50 dips, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 consecutive trips up the rope without any use of feet or legs. So that's a, that's a good one. And I, I forgot he had had that in there. 
he wants you to do legless, being able to get up to doing legless. So that's pretty gnar. And all these are on broken sets. So the, the benchmarks for the pull up, you know, 20, 25, 30, I don't know too many people that have 20, mm-hmm. the pushups, even, you know, 50, I mean, those are doable. That's pretty gnarly too. And obviously the dips are, are going to be um, a challenge too. And those would be, he doesn't specify, but even on the rings or on the rings, that would be tough. So even regular ones would be a challenge. At 15 pull-ups and dips each, it is time to start working regularly on a muscle-up. The muscle-up is moving from a hanging position below the rings to a supported position, arms extended above the rings. You can Google it. That's, that's kind of wordy. Far from a contrivance, the muscle-up is hugely functional. With a muscle-up, you'll be able to surmount any object on which you can get a finger hold. If you can touch it, you can get up onto it. The value here for survival, police, firefighter, and military use is impossible to overstate. Pull-ups and dips are the key developing the muscle-up. Well, not even for those people. Yes, survival is is a big one, but it's just cool to be able to do, you know, just like, it's one of those. When I first started CrossFit, I remember anytime someone would get one, they put their video up and everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're a beast, you know? And it was just a big deal. Now, you know, obviously more people involved, more people get it. But one guy did an unbroken set of 30 and they, I mean, he was just treated like he was, Jesus or somebody yeah. was just really <laughs> everybody's like no way that's not possible it might have been Chris Beeler and if you know Chris Beeler he's like 140 pounds and he doesn't look like he's some kind of you know in shape type of guy but anyway let's see while developing your upper body strength with pull-ups push-ups dips and rope climbs a large measure of balance and accuracy can be developed through mastering the handstand start with a headstand against the wall if you need to once reasonably comfortable with the inverted position of the headstand you can practice kicking up to the head handstand again against the wall later take the handstand to the short parallel bars or parallettes without the benefit of the wall after you can hold a handstand for several minutes without benefit of the wall or a spotter it is time to develop a parallel i'm not going to go into these these are pretty advanced and not a lot of people work toward these anymore in fact you know, I don't see these in the game or anything like that, but basically these are pretty advanced gymnastic movements. Skipping over that, walking on the hands is another fantastic tool for developing both the hands balance and accuracy. A football field or sidewalk is an excellent place to practice measure, practice and measure your progress. You want to be able to walk 100 yards in the handstand without falling. That's super gnarly. Like, I mean, getting up to like, 10 or 15 feet was a big deal. I, you know, it's something you got to keep up or it doesn't stick with you. But I mean, that, that is a good goal. Another thing he talks about is that uh, L hold is nothing more than holding your trunk straight while supporting by locked arms with hands on a bench or the floor or parallel bars. The hips are kept at 90 degrees with legs straight out in front of you. You want to work toward a three minute hold and benchmark increments of 30, 60, 120, 150 and 180 seconds. When you can hold an L for three minutes, all your old ab work will be silly easy. There was a time in my, uh, you know, CrossFit career I did, we were doing them every day and we got up to like 60 seconds, but it was like everything else doing toes of bar, doing knees to elbows was like, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So I imagine getting up to three minutes would be super gnarly. That's something I never got up to, but that's a good goal. <laughs> something to work on maybe uh, wow. at some point. Uh, he just states every workout should contain regular gymnastic calisthenic movements that you have mastered and other elements under development. 
he says much of the rudiments of gymnastics come only with great effort and frustration. That is acceptable. The return is unprecedented, and the most frustrating elements are the most beneficial long before you have developed even a mo- modicum of, of competency. So that is basically his whole idea on it. The only thing I would add to that is, yeah, the upper development for sometimes the ladies when they come in, uh, muscle, muscle development takes a little bit longer, but we do so much that we've had a lot of good results with getting people up to a pull-up, definitely doing all, you know great push-ups and getting their dips and everything. And so, I mean, it's totally possible. I, I know people think like, oh, I'll never be able to do that, so I won't even think about it anymore. But that's totally wrong way to think about it. And it's not even not even a matter of age to a certain extent. It's just about willingness to put in the amount of work. And then a handstand. I mean, those, those were like, when I first started, I was like, I mean, no, dude, there's just no way. I just, I can't do it. I can't do a handstand. Oh, I can get into a handstand. Well, I'll never be able to do a push up. And then put like five mats under your head and you're only going down an inch, right? Mm-hmm. And then you take one out and then you get down to like three. And the next thing you know, oh, I'm doing it. So all these things are attainable still, no matter, you know, where you're starting out or whatever. It's just putting in the work. And I think that's kind of what he summit, uh, summarized at the end, but super beneficial. That's why we do them. That's why we love them. And we're not going to stop <laughs> ever. <laughs> that kind of, I like when he said, uh, it's, it comes with great effort and frustration because that is yes. so true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All of its frustration. So many hours spent trying to get a muscle, so many hours spent trying to get a well, handstand, even, you know what too, but even push-ups. you know, I remember I was doing push-up, trying to do the chest to ground and trying to get up, you know, I could do 10 or 15 or whatever, but getting that strength up to, um, you know, be able to rip off 30 or 40 at a time. I didn't even bench and I would go bench and I would be able to do, you know, at least body weight or more, you know, which is, you know, significant. A lot of guys aren't able to do that and they, you know, bench all the time. So um, it's, it's pretty cool. And it it does work And dips. Dips are actually, I read somewhere. So it's gotta be true. It's on the internet. No, I think it was on uh, T Nation, which is, if you don't know, it's just a website that does a bunch of workout stuff and they have a bunch of big name, fitness dudes on there and dudes and gals and they write articles one guy said ring dip is the best chest developer strength and hypertrophy like building building developing it so mm-hmm. you know as you read that i'm like yeah that makes sense that makes sense why we do so many gymnastic movements because it does build your core balance and coordination that right. and it goes back to the physical skills and then it like you said with your bench press it helps overall too with other movements just like the hang squat clean or overhead right. you know anything like that Definitely, so yeah cuz sometimes i'm like well gosh yeah it would be cool to do a handstand and a free handstand and do a handstand walk but like really why do we incorporate it but after you yeah. read that, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's just developing the core that we always like to talk about. But, you know, that abdominals, the hamstrings and the glutes, you know, all that is developed through even, you know, uh, even a lot of those gymnastic movements. You got to use that trunk. It's just mm-hmm. it's going to be involved whether you want it to be or not. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it really works all of it. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Well, I got to incorporate some of these things then in my little workouts here. You have a pull-up bar and all that, right? So I do, I do. Uh, and, you know, going back to the push-ups too, I mean, yeah, you could do push-ups, but I've always tried to see if I could do like 10 perfect push-ups, and that in itself is hard. Hard, yeah. super hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, everybody's got their own idea, but I like to, you know, elbows in, mm-hmm. close to your body, right? Hands fairly narrow, and then you're going to go all the way chest to the ground, and then all the way lock it out. And, it, yeah, it's super hard, actually. I mean, to 
to get up to even like 20s, like you're going to get most people if you're doing like legit chest to the ground, all eight weeks, then it, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to have a hard time with that. So if you want to work on this stuff, work on your gymnastics training, go check out the gym. Website is ionscc.com. Instagram is at ionscc. Email is ionscradio at ionscc.com. And all the links will be in the show notes. Nice. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.